Well, good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, uh, saints of God, prayer warriors, intercessors, amen, servants of the Most High God. We welcome you this morning. This is Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes welcoming you this morning to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God. We're so blessed this morning to be joined by uh, our very own Pastors Eric and Pastor Phoebe and many, many others. <laughs> And was on this morning And so we just so glad that two or three of us are here this morning Amen To to be before the Lord this morning And learn some more about his revelations To grow in his revelations Amen And, and, and learn some things that were written in the Bible for our learning That we may be able to live according to the commandments of God Amen As we take these tests to prove and demonstrate our love and adoration toward God, amen, based on what we learn from the scriptures, amen. We don't want to wing this and we don't want to assume this, but we want to know that we are living and functioning according to what's written in the scripture, the revelations about Jesus Christ, so that when we speak, we speak with the voice of authority because we speak based on the word, what's documented. So we give the Lord the praise, the glory, and the honor this morning for another opportunity to come and partake of his divine nature, which is his word is just laced with his nature, with his characteristics, with his attributes. And we just love it, man. We just find this word every morning and every time we come together and open up the word, we find God's word. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 16, the King James Bible, I love that. That prophet who was about to give up and throw in the tower they had about woe him out man he said they they not changing they not turning but the lord had to remind that young man you can't run away from this calling i, I called you from your mother's womb and he picked up a cold in the spirit and put on his mouth and sanctified his mouth so he can start talking right and so lord we pray that you sanctify our lips so we can talk right with the word and he yes. said my god our words were found and i did eat them and they have become a joy and rejoicing to our hearts so we love the word of the Lord is a living word it's a powerful word it's quick and sharp than any two-edged sword it cuts asunder between the dividing of soul and spirit it gets in there and discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart of a man and so nothing gets by the word nothing escapes the word amen we're gonna have to deal with it now or we're gonna have to deal with it then because it will never pass away heaven and earth will pass away but my word will never pass away it was in the beginning with god it was god and you know the word was there you know and it's here now and it's going to be there in the end and so we're going to have to answer to every word then just like we have to now and so we might as well dig in here man and learn these revelations that we may be uh you know well informed so we can make well informed decisions that we can stand before the judgment seat of god just by the word of God you know free by the truth man I tell you I just love the very thought of it amen that we can speak to God with the tongue of the learned and put him in remembrance of what he said all these precious promises amen some been fulfilled some being fulfilled and yet many many more that shall be uh, fulfilled amen and so we just thank the Lord this morning so let's pray and get into the word Holy Ghost we just trust you this morning we come in the awesome incredible amazing name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Father to pray Lord God that you would just have your way today speak to our hearts 
hearts and minds today, Lord God, that we may be better informed, better prepared, better equipped as we go forward right now as so many trials and tribulations are falling upon your people right now, Lord God, as we're trying to build a future of optimal overall wellness. We, we see the fiery darts. We see the challenges, oh Lord God, it's challenging us physically, spiritually, financially, Lord God, emotionally, economically, Lord God, uh, environmentally and socially, Lord God. But Father, we just thank and praise you for being the wind beneath our wings, ourselves. And you said, Lord God, that, hey, we should wait on the Lord anyway, Lord God, and be content, Lord God, because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We know we're going to mount up with wings as eagles, Lord God. We're going to run and not be weary. We're going to walk and we're not going to faint because you are our keeper, Lord God. And in these infirmities and afflictions that come upon us to slow us down, we would rather glory in them because of your grace that will appear upon us, as Paul said, Lord God. And so we thank and praise you for being our strength this morning like no other for the joy of the Lord has come this morning to revive us and to give us yes. life this morning and we embrace it this morning in the name of Jesus Lord God being content right now humble under the hand of Almighty God knowing that somewhere in the process you will exalt us in due time because this this work is the work that you begun in us and we know you will continue to perform it until the day of your return and so we give you praise going on for this morning I speak to the hearts of your people in Jesus name we pray this morning amen then Amen. All right, then. So we're going to pick up our study this morning uh, in the book of 1 John. Amen. Chapter uh, 3, verse 23 this morning. Amen. And we're still talking about having that clean heart. Amen. Verse, verse 23 of that chapter we got started yesterday. It says, and this is the commandment. Amen. Uh, here we go again. That we should. Telling us what we should do. So this is this makes it universal. So there is no getting around for nobody. They got to come through this word. They got to contend with this word, you know. And so he says that we should a believe on the name of the Son Jesus Christ, Amen, and love one another as He gave us. Okay, I mean He gave it universally to us, everybody, Amen. Uh, the same B commandments. You know, and so what is he saying here in this A and this B uh, uh, precept here? He's saying that a clean heart is produced by obeying the supreme commandment of God. Anytime God gives a command, that goes above every other command. There's a lot of commands being given out there. Some CEOs, some government officials telling people what to do, you know, and people put more precedent on those than they do what God has said. You know, we see that. We see that big time. People feel what man going to do to them. I'm going to lose my job. They're going to fire me. I'm going to get rolled up in subordination, you know, in, in the ranks of the military, all of the different armed forces. We, we got people so afraid of violating some commandment or some order. But I would tell you, man, the greatest price that we will pay is when we do not follow the commandments of God. You know, they rise above all commandments. Now, I'm not telling you not to obey those <coughs> those orders of those who have rule over you, you know, at whatever level, you know, give them what they're due. But then don't don't sell God's commandments short. Amen. That's of right. God, because they are supreme commandments. And they are to they 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 pay they pay the worst or the best reward. Okay, so you have to decide by believing in God's Son, that's how we're gonna get it done. Jesus Christ 
by loving one another. So it's two steps there that proves that. It's one, by loving God's Son, loving God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and then loving, okay, one another. Greatest two commandments in the Bible right there. And there's a lot of commandments. But every other commandment hangs on those two, relies and depends on those two, or strengthened by those two, bought alive by those two commandments right there. That we love God through his son, Jesus Christ, and that we love one another. In that order, if you twist it around, that's where it gets befuddled. That's what a lot of people do. They think if I just go out here and love everybody and just give and do this and do that, I'm good. You know, but, you know, God understands. He know my heart. No, tell God you love him. Confess that love. Make that adoration known to him daily. You know, we should be confessing our adoration and love toward him daily. David taught us that. Amen. And we should do it because David was a man after God's own heart. Whose heart are we after? We should be after his heart. Amen. And so, you know, we were talking about the way to do this. Faith is prescribed just like a doctor gives you a prescription. And the reason that's so important because nobody can please God without faith. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by God's word. This is why we, we study in the word right now. Yes. We want to make sure that we put ourselves in a position to please God. Yes. Because the word of God, the word is faith. You know, it produces the faith. According to the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17 of the King James Bible, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that word hearing is a very interesting word. Yes, it means to hear with your natural ear. But there is another ear that needs to hear too. That's why I said the word is powerful. It's an impenetrable rock. <clears throat> it's got to go deep. We got to let it sink deep. We got to let it cut deep. Because it's got the ability to release us from some stuff that's got us bound. You know, cuts the sonder between the body and soul and spirit. That deep part where we hide those secret things, you know, and, you know, that area where it says we commit adultery in our heart by lusting after. You know, we got that word got to cut all of up in there and get all of that out going in, coming out, you know, and that's the power of the word to free us. You know, he wants us to know that truth and be made free by it. And if he sets us free, which is a living word, then we're free indeed. The master surgeon, you know, but the word goes in and it penetrates. It discerns the thoughts and the intents. That's why when the Pharisees and all the elders and the Sadducees, when they dealt with Jesus, man, he could speak what was in their heart. Why? He was the word. Remember, the word is powerful. You know, it's a living word. Jesus could just read their mail, man. He could just see what was in their heart. Why? Because he always focused on the heart. And if they would have hidden the word in their heart like the commandments had said, they wouldn't have been even thinking about sinning against God. If anything, they would have been reverencing him and fearing him and worshiping him and bowing before him. And they would have been saying, yes, master. You know, but because it was no word in them, it was easy for them to sin against God. You know, they run around there like sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. Ain't got saying, ain't saying nothing, you know, making a lot of noise. And so faith is prescribed, and we know how we get faith from, from creation. God gives every person that comes on this earth a measure of faith, you know, that little mustard seed. And it's not how much we have. It's what do we do with that that we have. And he said, with a mustard seed, we can say to the mountain, be thou removed, whatever that mountain might be. 
you know, whether it be physical mountains, whether it be uh, spiritual mountains, financial mountains, you know, um, emotional mountains. Some people sometimes, man, carry so much stress from each, from one year to the next. It seems like they just can't ever offload it. Some folks will carry negative stuff, man, for years, and they wonder why they look, they're 30, but they look like they're 80. Mm. Stuff will wear you down, you know. We're not designed for that. He says, say to that mountain, be thou removed. And you name the mountain. You know what your mountains are. You know what your struggles are. In other words, the mountain, the metaphor here is something you just can't seem to get over. But then get rid of it. Don't try to go over it. Don't try to go around it. Just command it to get out of your way. Yes. Use that little mustard seed faith and command it. Don't, don't ask it. Command it to get out your way. You know, tell it to go into the sea of forgiveness and never show up in my life and harass me again. Now, that's faith. That's what's prescribed. God has given us that. And then he wants us to build on our faith. And as we build, there comes some virtue. There comes some patience. And now we can let patience have her perfect work because we're learning how to wait on the Lord and be of good cheer. We're learning how to renew our, let the Lord renew our strength. We're learning how to mount up with wings as eagles, you know, riding on the wings of the Spirit, soaring high like an eagle. You know, this is what God designed for us. Amen. He prescribed faith to do all those things that seems impossible with man, but possible with God if we put faith in him. He says, now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Just because I don't see it don't mean that I won't ever see it. But do I have the faith to believe that what God said he's going to do? He will bring it to pass. He will make it good. You know, I don't care how impossible it seems to my little finite mind. We serve an infinite God. He do big things. And for that, we ought to be glad. Marvelous things. For that, we ought to be glad. Miraculous things. Supernatural things. For that, we ought to be glad. I mean, you think about it. Open up the Red Sea, carve the path, and dry the, for them to go through millions of people, to go through on dry land, and then drown 10,000 choice, well-trained, skilled chariots that belonged to Pharaoh's army. Like they were nothing and nobodies. They weren't messing around following God's people to, to, to bring them back into captivity when he told them to let them go. You're going to interrupt God's plan for the people to worship him? You're signing your death warrant. And God avenged them. You know, God, God, vengeance was God's. He, he, he said, hey, you don't let them go. Why are you going to try? That's what a thief does, man. A liar would do that. You know, say one thing, but do something else. That's, that's, that's hypocrisy. And we see what the reward was. They died out there trying to take back what God had ordered them to release, commanded them to release. And so faith is prescribed, and we know how we get faith. Amen. We get the mustard seed from God. We get the, 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 the faith that coming through hearing the word. Amen. And he is always the object of our faith because that's who we're trying to please, and it takes faith to do that. And so faith without works, we know is dead. Dead. Dead on arrival. So, you know, we show the Lord our faith. He'll show us his works. He'll show us what he can do through his power. And so in the book of uh, Luke, we're just going to pick up and, and review a couple of these that we went over yesterday as we move forward. It says in the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 50, King James Bible, this is just a review to bring us up to where we're at. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. We've seen this theme over and over again. 
he, he don't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us faith. He gives us faith. You know, what we speak, we speak by faith. What we do, we do by faith. There's a whole chapter in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Go down the line, listing what those faith heroes did. By faith, by faith, by faith. They did so much work. Powerful stuff, okay? But you got to get rid of fear. You got to get over fear. The Lord answered them and said, don't fear not. And that, that cancels out faith right there. That cancels out the work right there. That hinders the work. That slows the work down. It don't get it done as effectively as it can. But you got to believe only. That's faith right there. Believing only. And he says, and she shall be made whole. God, you know, if you've got the faith to believe it, God can do it. And again, that's in the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 50, King James Bible. Then we went over in the book of John chapter 6, verse 28 and 29, the King James Bible and said, then said they unto him. So faith always brings a response. You have to respond to God. What shall we do <laughs> that we might work the works of God? You got to have faith. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God. That ye believe. You got to have faith. You got to believe on him that have sent you, that have called you. On him whom hath he sent. You know, God sent Jesus to us, man, to make disciples. You know, save the lost, heal the sick, you know. Those that are bound with all kinds of infirmities, you know. And so he said, first thing you got to do, the first thing for you followers of Christ, you got to believe, you know. If you don't believe, you already condemned. If you believe, you have a right now to eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So it's just a real simple step there. You know, again, that's in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 28, 29, the King James Bible. Now, we went over these yesterday, and some of you made comments in reference to these, but I'm just kind of doing a little review here as we move forward. It says, Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither, by, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. So he, he, he offers Thomas here, who is one of the followers, big mouth, you know, talking smack. I, I, I have to, it's kind of like that crowd out there that said, I believe it when I see it, you know. And the Lord, he understands. He, he would give a sign to those who require a sign. It's not his first choice because it kind of it weakens your faith. But it's okay. The Lord says, I supply everything you need. If you need a sign, just because that's your culture, that's what you, I'll do that too. Put your hand right here then. And, and you know, you don't come through the wall and you still need a sign. I don't walked into the midst of your doubtful conversation you're having right here. Just came right through. Didn't open the door, didn't knock. Just walk right in. And you still need another sign. Okay, well, put your hand here, put your hand here. You know, and then have some faith and believe. That's what you want, right? Is that going to produce faith and cause you to believe? If not, don't go through no foolishness with God. You know, he's he going to meet that need and then he, he wants you to do what you say. You know, you say, I'm not going to believe until I see this. And he shows it to you. Now go ahead and believe. And, and then now Thomas, he ready to die for him too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's amazing, man, how when God shows you something, how it can change the outcome. You know, but hey, all God wants is faith and to believe. And that's in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 27, the King James Bible. So now we're going to continue from that teachings on Monday, and we're going to pick up here in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 16 of the King James Bible. And it says, above all, this was the last one we went over, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench, listen to this now, all fiery darts of the wicked. 
And so that shield of faith will cover our front where everything is coming at us because we never turn our back on no enemy. We're always advancing, moving forward, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the higher calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're not looking back. Remember, we said in the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 62, the King James Bible, any man or woman looking back, putting their hand to the plow becomes unfit for the kingdom of God. I'm not working to be unfit. I'm working to fit in. I'm, I'm in full dress rehearsal. Hopefully you are too. Hopefully we're working toward a great reward that awaits us. And we have to keep working, you know, plowing ahead by faith and believing God so that we may be able to receive our crown at the end that awaits us. That crown of salvation, that final crown of salvation, that final approval, that final, uh, uh, you know, word from God where he says, you know, you've been Faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you rule over many things. Enter down into my rest, into mm-hmm. your rest. That mansion that when he went away prepare for you. And so this is all worth it. Amen. What we're doing now is not in vain. Our labor is not in vain. And so he gives us that shield of faith, man, to protect us against all the fiery darts of the adversary. We ward them off. Covers our front. That shield is enough. If you think in terms of what Paul saw with them Roman soldiers, them were some huge shields. Those guys stood six, eight, six, seven. Some of them men seven, but they were big Roman soldiers. They only picked the best to be them soldiers. Anybody like them those phony guys, they couldn't carry the shields. They couldn't carry the swords or the spears. So they had to be massive. And when you picture that, man, I saw some pictures of some historical pictures of what those Roman soldiers, they were massive. And the shield covered them from top to bottom. And it talked about how heavy them things were. You know, and and so it's the same concept that God is saying about our about faith. Faith will cover our front, and and we hide behind that to ward off, quench all those fiery darts. Come on. You know, because it's pleasing God when we use that shield of faith to quench those fiery darts, and that's in the, it's part of that whole arm of God we got to put on every day, uh, though we we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the adversary, every fiery dart quench it. And he goes on now, we pick up accurately where we're at today in the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 8 of the King James Bible. Now, we're still talking about faith that's prescribed by God for us. Chief physician prescribes faith as one of the key components of what we're doing to please God. He says, but let us, I love that word, we and us, <coughs> again, highlighting the fact that it's universal. We are of the day. It says, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for inhalement the hope of salvation. And so here Paul is writing and encouraging the church of Thessalonica. Okay, it seems like they have some wavering problems with believing and faith in God. And so Paul is kind of like piggybacking off of what he told the church of Ephesus. You know, he just tailors it to fit their situation. But now notice some of the content here is the same. He ain't giving no mixed message. He's just tailoring his message to their need because Paul knew the need of all these churches. He knew if they believed on God. He knew if they was walking by faith. He knew. And so look how he encourages them. But let us, he involves himself there, who are of the day, 
You know, that day, you know, that day being a day when salvation can come. Every day in Paul's eyes when he spoke before people, he saw it as a day of salvation. <coughs> he saw it as a day that people could change, that people could believe. Just like we do every day, we pray and we believe that somebody's going to get saved. That's going to be the day of salvation. And so we have to be of that day. Our faith has to always be that this is the day my cousin going to get saved. This is the day that my son that's on drugs going to get free. This is the day that because we come together and pray that some miracle going to happen. Some change going to take place in Ukraine or in the Senate or in the government. You know, or where there's a marriage that's falling apart or a home that's broken up or where there's an outbreak that some healing going to come, a miracle going to take place. You know, that we have to have that, that every day is a day that the Lord has made. And it's a day that some things can spring forth because it's a day we've never seen before. And so Paul is talking like that, and that's faith speaking. And he says, be sober, that you don't lose sight of what, what, you know, what can happen. Putting on the breastplate of faith. Going forward, breastplate, chest covered by faith because you don't want nothing to come in and cause doubt. You know, attack your, 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 your heart, your chest, you know, where your heart is at. Mm -hmm. And he says, of faith in love. So faith worketh by love and for inhalement the hope of salvation. So he's saying we're going forth hoping that salvation can come. Because I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I'm walking in this new day that the Lord has made. I'm rejoicing and being glad in it. I got, my, I got myself covered. I know what's in my heart. And if I run across someone who lacks faith, I should be able to encourage them and share with them. Hey, it's not that bad. You know, you still got a chance to turn to God. God knows where you're at. Have you ever trusted him? Have you ever tried him? Have you ever called on him? But here, let me pray with you right now. I see you, you, I see you weighted down. You're heavy. You're like you're under a lot of stress. Do you mind if I pray for you? Do you believe that God can change this situation? Sometimes if he's the only one that can, would you be willing to trust him if I prayed with you right now? Come on, let's touch and agree and pray. Do you believe in prayer? And so, you know, that, that's, what, that's, the, that's how Paul was walking in that day with a hope of salvation, you know. And for us, you know, we got our heads covered with the helmet of salvation. And so this is how Paul was walking. Paul was covered. His head was covered by salvation. It was all up in his mind. All he could think about was salvation for somebody. Yes, yes, yes. You know, he wasn't thinking about doubt and unbelief and all that. He was thinking about my head is covered with the helmet of salvation. Try to help somebody else get them a helmet. He goes on to say in the book of 1 Timothy, as you notice some of these epistles that Paul is writing to different ones. Now he's getting ready to write to Timothy. Yeah. Who was his son in the gospel? Uh, let's see what he says to Timothy. Uh, first, the book of First Timothy, chapter one, verse nineteen, the King James Bible. He says, "Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck." Mm. Why? Because you left yourself helpless in pleasing God. So you headed for shipwreck. Mm. If you know, rule out, cancel out, set aside everything else that faith pleases God, why would that be the one thing you leave out of your walk? Or your tool chest? The one thing that you know pleases God more than anything else, and you just purposely leave that out. And thinking you're going to go do some good works and go do this and, you know, say a lot of stuff, you know. And you think that's going to please God when he's already given you instruction, given us instruction. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And that's the number one thing that we omit and leave out. 
But I'm, I'm, you know, but I'm a member of the auxiliary committee. But I, I, I cleaned the parking lot. I cleaned the bathroom. We did all those things too. But it was only because we did it out of love because we believed that, you know, we were saved and this was some things that we were obligated to do. That's right. But we were saved and we wanted to please God. And so we had faith that if, you know, if we found something to do with our hands, we did it to the glory of God. That's it right. wasn't to be seen by people. That's right. We already had salvation, you know. And so he tells Timothy, man, you know, hey, Timothy, fight, you know. You know, how you going to fight, man? You got to hold faith and good kind. You got to have a, a, you know, you got to hold on to that faith because it pleases God. Don't let that go. You know, I love what he says, holding faith. Hang on to it, man. Don't let it go. And have a good conscience. See, if you got faith and you're pleasing God, it, it straight some things out in your conscience. You won't be so convicted and so fearful about things because you trust in God, you're waiting on God. He said, which some have put away. The main thing we need to please God, why put it away? And lean to what your own understanding tell you. Concerning faith. He tells you, concerning faith. Well, you know, it goes back to that old adage, I believe it when I see it. Well, if you don't believe it, you're never going to see it. He says, have made shipwreck. You know, why? Because whoever transgresses is hard. If God tells you you got to have faith to please him and you try to do it without it, that's a transgressor. You're trying to do it your own way, trying to create your own righteousness. Trying to work your own way to, to, to you're trying to be like the, you know, the, they try to build a tower to Babel to climb up to heaven. Trying to do it your own way. When God is, is sent you the way, which is Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, yes. and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And you got to get there by faith in him, him only, the only way. And he goes on again in the sixth chapter of the first book of Timothy, chapter 12, the King James Bible, still in the conversation with Timothy now. He says, now, Timothy, you got to fight the good fight of faith, okay? So it's a good fight. So you can use faith to fight, you know? It's a good fight, you know, of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Not as easy as just saying it, but the work is in the doing it, and it's a fight sometimes. It's a struggle lots of times. But Jesus said in the world you live in, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. There are going to be those who are going to doubt your faith because, again, you have that, that, that population out there that says, I believe it when I see it. Prove to me that that was God. Why did God let this happen? How you know that was God's voice speaking to you? You got them doubters out there, them Christian bashers. They ain't going to believe nothing until it happens to them. And that's okay. We don't need to prove God to nobody. God will prove it to, him, to, the, to them himself. He's doing that right now. That's right. There's a lot of folk wishing they never doubted God. I just pray for them. That they'll put their faith in God and turn to him before it's too late. Repent now and believe. And he says, Whereunto thou art also called. So we called to fight the good fight of faith, not to give up, not to throw the child in like Jeremiah, but to find that word and eat that word which produces faith. So some revelation can spring forth like a new day dawning, and we'll have enough strength to, to you know, continue to run on and see what the end is going to be, and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. You know, You've been confessing by faith. Why are you going to stop now? 
Wait till it gets good. It's going to turn around and work out together for our good. You know, don't, 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 don't give up now. Don't throw the towel in now. So ask God to give you some more strength. You know, come too far, they say, by faith. Leaning on, depending on, trusting in the everlasting arm of the Lord. You know, who never fails. You know? And so Paul is telling Timothy that before he releases him into the work of ministry uh, as a bishop. And he goes on in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 22 of the King James Bible. He said, let us draw near with a true heart. Listen to this now. In full assurance of faith. Don't go into it if you're not fully assured of faith in God. Mm. There'll be no pleasing him if you're not fully assured. Notice what he said now. Assurance. We've been talking a lot about assurance, not insurance. Assurance. Assurance of faith. Good plan, good policy. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Yes. And our bodies washed with pure water. Mm. So if, you, if, if, if those last two things have taken place in your life, faith should be obvious. Because mm. mm. there's no weight there. There's no, there's no sin that to easily beset us anymore. Those things have been clipped away, cut away, washed away. Old things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. Now the challenge becomes to walk in the newness of that life. You know, which is a better quality of life. Yes. You know, it's righteous living now. It becomes easier for us. You know, <coughs> I said becomes easier for us. Still going to be some challenges, but we can do it by faith. You know, being fully assured. Fully you know, assured. <coughs> of faith. <coughs> and the same God who was with us in the beginning he hadn't forsaken us or left us remember we say in the book of first the, the first chapter of Philippians verse 6 is that he's the one who begun the good work anyway mm-hmm. and any work by faith when we told Paul told Timothy fight the good fight of faith the work is good too by faith the fight is good by faith anything we do by faith is good why it pleases God and so um, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 of the King James Bible he says but Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is what? Moses, who do I tell him sent me? I am that I am. And so that's who he is. He's who he say he is. And if he's who he say he is, Pastor Sharon, uh-huh. he's not just one in word. He also does what he is. Yes, he's yes. a healer. He's a savior. He's a deliverer. He's a protector. He's a restorer. Yes, he is. You know, he's who he say he is, and he does what he says. You know, make no 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 mistake about it. But for us now, without faith, we can't we can't please the one who can do all things well. But everything but fail. See, that, that's our work. That, that's our step. That's what we do. We bring faith to the table. And when God sees that faith, he's pleased. When he sees that confidence, that, re- that, that reassurance, that assurance, you know, that relying on him, depending on him, that hoping in him, embracing what he said, holding on to it like Paul told Timothy. Hold on to faith. In other words, Timothy, what was the source of your faith? Hold on to those precious promises. They're going to benefit you in the long run. 
and fight when you need to to hold on to them. Don't be so quick to change your mind and slip into that, that, that crack where people say, I believe it when I see it. That's because there is a cop out, you know, <coughs> and an excuse. So we're getting ready to bring it in. We're going here in the book of James, uh, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 of the King James Bible says this If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men literally, I mean liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask how? In faith. That's Nothing right. wavering. Clear out all the confusion. You know, no, I don't need to see it to believe it. Just get all that stuff out of the way. Those are the weights. Those are the sins, doubt, and all that stuff blocking you. Just go ahead on. What choice do we have but to believe God? I tried for years. I can't do it without you, God. So get all that stuff out of the way. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. I'm 100% sure that if I ask in faith that please God, he's going to do it. Yes. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind of with the wind and tossed. You know, you just toss like the wind all over the place. You know. But if you if you ask, be sure that what you ask for, God is able to do it. Especially if he said it. You know, that's why we always encourage people to find that promise that fits your situation and ask God. By putting him in remembrance of what he said. There's nothing wrong with saying, Father, you said this. And I'm just reminding you. We have a relationship with him. We need to talk with him like that. That's faith. That's assurance. You know, he wants to hear from us. It's okay to say it's me again, your child, your son, your daughter. You know, don't be wavering. All over the place, tossed to and fro with doubt and unbelief and what others have said. You crazy to believe that. So back to where we started, verse 23, it says, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. It's in the book of 1 John, chapter 3, verse 23 of the King James Bible. And we're going to end this morning teaching right there. And so we have these commandments, okay? We got to put faith in them. They came from the Father, okay? We can't waver. God said it. Guess what? He's going to do it. He's able. It's only so that we will believe on his son, Jesus, okay? And that we will love one another by the commandments that he gave us but we got to have faith in them that if God gave them to him it was for us to live by them that's how we're going to walk by faith in the newness of life and that's the only way we'll be able to do it and, and be successful to a point where it pleases God putting faith in his commandments what he said not doing what he said and sharing it with others you know loving others you know faith worketh by love and some people think, I, I just can't love them, Pastor. All they put me through, uh-huh, Pastor. I can't, Pastor. I can't. Well, you, then that means you don't love God. Come on, brother. You know, how can you say you love God? You know, <coughs> hate your brother and struggle with, you know, getting along with them every day. All right, then. We're going to end right there. Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you this morning for your word this morning. Uh, we thank you for faith that have been prescribed by you, our chief physician. 
And we just pray now, Lord, that you would just continue to order our steps in your word, which produces faith in us, Lord God, that we may be assured of our faith by trusting in you and keeping your commandments and, 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 and loving your son Jesus and loving others, Lord God, if you have prescribed for us by faith. Faith love works, faith works by love. And we love you, God, because you've given us your word that we might be able to please you. And so we just thank you this morning for the word that have gone forward. Now, Lord, we're praying for those who have received and heard the word that they will go, Lord God, by faith and live according to the word and walk in the newness of life by the word. Let the word order their steps. Let the word renew their minds, God. Let the word settle in their hearts that they don't sin, that we don't sin against you. You want us to be established in your word, your precious promises, and communicate according to your word with you and with others as we show love toward you and others. And so, Father, we give you praise going on for it. Now, now seal it in our hearts, Lord God, and let us walk in it today. Yes. Lord. All to the glory of God our Father, as we aim to please you by faith. We thank you for it now, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then, we're going to move right on into our comment section, starting with Pastor Sherry. Pastor Sherry. Oh. 